Welcome everyone to episode 22 of Wrestling is Cool, the coolest wrestling podcast on the planet. If you're watching the video version, the, the surprise is already spoiled. So I'm just going to hand it over to him so that the audio listeners can hear the beautiful voice of our co-host. Just like The Rock, baby, I come back. I'm a part-timer taking over the full-timers jobs. <laughs> it feels good to be back. Finally! Sancho's back. You know, Thank you so much. It really is appropriate that you're coming back during the midst of all of this Dwayne Johnson stuff. The the veteran, the the Hollywood Sancho has come back to take away the story of the up and coming wrestling content creator during the, right. the wrestling is cool uh, world right. tour. How have you been the last month? Anything interesting in wrestling that uh, obviously we're going to be talking about the hashtag we want Cody yes. stuff, but is there anything that stood out to you in wrestling over the last Last couple of weeks you know it feels good to see the hashtag we want sancho you know i was walking around all the comments of every wrestling is cool podcast and i see where sancho we want sancho you know i just had to give what the people what they wanted uh no but I, you know honestly though i've been in a, I, I, you know i was in a funk man that that month was pretty tough on me uh as a content creator for 10 years you're just wandering around and you, you kind of question like what are, what are you doing so I appreciate the wrestling is cool community. I appreciate you, Santi, giving me some time because uh, I I needed it, and I just felt like what could bring me back into the fold is wrestling, honestly. And I feel that wrestling is 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 too good to not make content on, if that makes sense. And literally, man, on the the month of that, I wasn't streaming as consistently, and I just had no direction. You know what I mean? And I'm happy to finally have a home i feel like this is a home for me uh talking wrestling with you talking wrestling with the wic community and i'm happy you know to say that I, i'm we're gonna i'm gonna be back you know what i mean i'm back and i really am appreciated for the people all the the fun people that guessed it was it was a really fun to get to know them um beyond just uh you know the the, the social posts and you know it, it was really cool man i i think um i am grateful for them because they didn't have to take time out of their busy schedule uh to shoot with santi but uh yeah man i'm doing good how about you how are you dude I'm, you're I'm, everywhere now dude, i hate I'm, it <laughs> i am all over the place before before that i just want to quickly like you said thank the the people that were part of the world tour so quick thank you to uh con man to steve aka mr tesh both of the guys from the straight shoe wrestling podcast to wheezy uh we even gave an opportunity to a smaller content creator named suplex media from uh ohio valley wrestling and of course everybody loves a suplex but it is so nice to have you back and maybe maybe the wrestling is cool podcast goes on a world tour again and we start bringing in some guests and we start doing some i guess more varied conversations i think that'd be pretty yeah neat. like a like a like a, a fatal three-way oh you know <laughs> there, there, there's, there's no a way name to... for it it's called a triple threat why are you okay. trying to reinvent the wheel here <laughs> well i didn't want to say three-way that's the problem you know that's there was triple say... threat right there right it was yeah. right there are you are you roman in the triple threat I'm always Roman. Acknowledge me. That's the thing. Mm. Yeah, you did mention I'm everywhere, though. and uh, You are everywhere. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, uh, I appeared on The Rock's Instagram. He's using me as war propaganda. Um, by the way, I will never turn down clout from the fifth biggest Instagram on the planet. And... I just also want to say to the people that are like, you phony, you're here saying we want Cody and you're over there being excited for The Rock. Can't I be both? 
I like The Rock. He's one of my favorites of all time. I, he is firmly my number two. And for like the better part of 15 years of my wrestling fandom, he was my number one. A lot of my humor, a lot of my personality, the goosebumps, a lot of it is based off of The Rock. I am happy The Rock is back. I just don't think that he should be the one in the Roman Reigns match is all. But I can be excited for The Rock. It doesn't make me some sort of, of, of Judas-like traitor. I'm still here. I'm still waving the we want Cody flag. Listen, why is everyone hating on Maui, all right? Maui <laughs> is one of the greatest things that ever happened to my children's lives. I cannot wait for live-action Moana. Dude, it is so interesting, bro. To go from the hero to the villain, and we are seeing it within our eyes. And it's not a wrestling thing. The Rock is just not wanted. And it is wild to me. If you would go back in time and tell Attitude Era Sancho, bro, this guy is going to be the biggest fifth account, the one of the most popular men in the world, and people don't want to see him on his TV. They don't want to see him in the movies. They don't want to see him in interviews. They don't want to see him on Sports Center. They don't want to see him on ESPN. And it blows my mind. I cannot imagine what it feels like right now to be The Rock. Granted, his ego is massive, and he is the most electrifying man in the world. But Santi, we do, we do content creating for years, and we ignore comments. We ignore the hate, but it has to get to him at some point. It is literally every single post that man posts, and even in his family, we want Cody. There's just no way it doesn't get to him. There's just no way. I, the only way that it doesn't get to him is if he doesn't read it, but this is The Rock. I feel like this is a guy that has his finger on the pulse of what's going on in, in culture as a whole. There's no way that he isn't aware of what's going on. But I also believe in my heart of hearts that The Rock is also a savvy enough businessman clearly way more successful than just about anyone listening to this unless unless you over there you're one of the you're one of the few that's above the rock if you are by the way make sure to check out the patreon because we got some extra content in there for you if you're more successful than the rock um but it's gotta get to him and he's gotta at the very least be smart enough to realize that He's got us in some capacity as wrestling fans. He's got us by the neck and now he can guide us wherever it is that he wants. I guess he wants to go while making a think like it's us guiding that. If he now right. wants to take it to the Cody Rhodes realm, he is a smart enough businessman and savvy enough to take that pivot and make it look like he made the call so that he's still the hero in this scenario. I know that's how this is going to turn out. He is going to turn history upside down and make it seem like he's the one that is driving the We Want Cody movement. That's what I can see already coming a mile away. It blows my mind, though, this entire time I went through a roller coaster of emotions throughout this entire time in the like four days of We Want Cody saga. It, it and I always come back to this, Hunty. And if you're listening, just know that we take I take wrestling as pure entertainment. And I know the greatest thing about wrestling, what makes wrestling is cool is that when it gets your hooks in you and you just you have this this kind of like in your gut belief that this is the way it should be and this is what i want type a of thing visceral feeling is exactly the, yeah, visceral and it is rare when wrestling at this day and age where social media is king where we all smart and we all know kayfabe for it to viscerally hook you and i kept reminding myself santi is that at the end of the day 
it's wrestling. It's a carny business, and they know how to manipulate emotions, and they know when they go, you can never beat, uh, you can never, like you mentioned, they have the ability to change the flow at any time. And it's like, oh, you think you got us cornered? We just flip it over. We'll just insert Cody into the Mania yeah. match. We could do so many different things to say this was the plan all along. And I think the only thing that's put a wet towel for me after all this and considering that, you know, I, I usually, when a hashtag starts happening, I tend to dismiss it for a little bit simply because I feel sometimes it comes from a place of influence. Um, walk with me here for a second. It comes from a place of influence where it's not necessarily stemming from something in a sense of that sometimes people are influenced to say hashtag blank. But when it comes to this, it is really organic and that multiple people have this feeling. It's not coming from one place of influence. It's not you, Santi, saying, we need to do hashtag this. And people are like, you know what? Santi said it. I'm going to be on board with Santi. No, this is the people. A genuinely organic thing that started for We Want Cody. And once it hits this fever place, it's amazing to me that wrestling could acknowledge it and pivot. Have you ever seen social media like this for anything? For anything, because, and I think you bring a good perspective into this because my rest, my my feet is wrestling. You're in, right. you're all over the place, right? You got your hand in the cookie jar of so many places, a lot of places that have had social movements that might be similar to this. Have you seen social media like this before for anything that you're a fan of before? Cause I personally haven't, and I haven't seen wrestling be this much in the mouths of people that aren't even really into wrestling. The fact that this is in mainstream media is mind boggling to me before you answer that as well. I also want to throw this out there. One thing that we don't have right now during this whole situation is the most powerful human superpower. We don't have it yet. It's the power of hindsight. Because when I look back at the Daniel Bryan movement, I have people tell me still to this day that Batista winning the Royal Rumble was the best idea ever. Look what, well, look what ended up happening. We wouldn't have gotten the Daniel Bryan movement. It's like, hey, buddy. The power of hindsight. They made that call because of the social movement that came from that. Don't act like WWE was some sort of brilliant mastermind. No, 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 no. They pivoted. And now that people have the power of hindsight, they can go back and say, what a great decision the WWE made to not have Batista here. I'm just very curious if 10 years from now, we're going to look back on this and we're going to be looking at The Rock as some sort of amazing genius like wow what a brilliant decision to, to i don't know why the vince voice came out there oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no 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 not anymore not in 2024 no no no, no, no. <laughs> i'm just curious okay. if we're gonna look back on this with uh with a similar lens that's a good point i i think what's interesting like you mentioned has social media ever done this it hasn't done this with this short amount of time it was literally Within hours, it felt like that night, people were forgetting that Daniel Bryan, Kofi Mania felt like a program. It felt like it took weeks, months to gestate, to reach the fever point of the Yes Movement invading Raw, hijacking Raw and sitting in the ring for Kofi Mania to take over the programming. I feel because of the time crunch that we're on, 
And the power of social media now that it's literally everywhere. It's not just Twitter. It's not just Instagram. It's TikTok. It's YouTube. It's and considering that normal television outlets like ESPN don't have content, so they rely on the internet so much strongly these days. That's why you have all the sports pundits pick it up as well. I've never seen this. And I my fear though is that we need to be careful as the wrestling internet community that just because something's not going our way currently, that doesn't mean it could end up somewhere really awesome. Does that make sense? Because I, with this is a power that we wield that a crowd could take over. That St. Louis crowd took over Monday Night Raw. And if we're not careful, we may ruin something that's really cool and that we never expected. But to answer your point here, we talked about Daniel Bryan. We talked about Kofi Mania. Did Cody need this kind of martyr rub? Did Cody was already the biggest face in the world. But let's be clear. And hindsight, you talked about it. Cody was vanilla, bro. Cody was getting vanilla this past year. This man was on random side quests. This man had that stare down with Roman Reigns. And I could guarantee you about more than 70% of the people did not want Cody and Roman to right after Mania. I could tell you that, dude. I did not want to see Cody and Roman again because... Honestly, again, this is my roller coaster thoughts as all this was happening. I was like, bro, why would you want Cody and Roman to go again in, in this mania when we know Cody's going to lose? Oh, okay. That, I don't do know where. Know, truthfully, do you think Cody's going to beat Roman? Yes, I do. I do. I, do. I, I, I really believed it. Why get so close to Hogan's record then? It's not a record. It's third place. It's third place. People talk about this record as if it, we need to hold it on some pedestal. All right. It's third place. Why are it's we celebrating podium, that? It's a podium finish. It's a podium finish. <laughs> and it's over Hogan. Dude, the WWE right now is in this point of changing their past. We're seeing it everywhere. They're erasing people. They're removing people. The WWE needs Roman to beat Hogan. That's what they want. That's why they've been having him have this belt for the longest time. Okay. You're not, you, you're, okay. Truthfully, you really believe Cody's going to beat Roman at Mania if he had that match? If the match was happening, yes. Like, if they decided to... Because they weren't going to have a two-time Rumble winner lose back-to-back. -back. I just don't see that. If the match went forward, I think Cody Rhodes was winning. Clean. Actually, clean. I No, I think that... Well... <laughs> hey, hey, hang on. Clean, clean adjacent. I thought that this is where you bring The Rock out. Uh-huh to help Cody Rhodes win where he thwarts the blood. It was gonna be a, just a classic Roman Reigns match. Bloodline gets involved. Roman gets in, uh, sorry, The Rock gets in there, stops the bloodline. His involvement distracts Roman. Cody Rhodes, triple cross Rhodes wins. That's what I mean by clean adjacent. But uh -huh. I'm uh -huh. actually gonna try and maybe put some words in your mouth because I don't think that, I think you're wrong. I don't think that the majority of people Want, didn't want Cody versus Roman too. I'm going to change your words. I think the majority of people didn't want Cody winning the Rumble back-to-back. -back. I, I think a lot of people were okay if they got to Roman versus Cody again in a different sphere, in a different capacity. But I do feel like a lot of people felt, at the very least, some sort of resentment that Cody Rhodes won back-to-back. -back. Especially the fans that fall actually in my timeline that started watching in the early 2000s because we weren't part of the 90s where the norm was to win back-to-back -back rumbles. If you look at the 90s, the 
pretty much all of it, <laughs> most of it, were back-to-back -back winners. Hogan, HBK, Austin. This, to me, and to a lot of fans, winning back-to-back -back rumbles kind of felt like wrestling faux pas, wrestling sacrilege, because we hadn't seen that. Yeah. We hadn't really seen that before. So when yeah. this, this Cody movement came out, sorry, before the Cody movement came out, let me back it up real quick. I was like, oh, again, okay. And I think a lot of fans felt that way. But now with the We Want Cody movement, those fans that were starting to maybe wane on a little bit about Cody Rhodes and feel a little bit of frustration with the back-to-back -back Rumble wins and feel a little bit of frustration with the lack of creativity with getting back to Roman versus Cody too, we're on board. Now I'm ride or die. Give me Cody. It's, oh, okay. it's I'm, in, I'm in. And I think this has turned the super fans into feverish white hot fans and it's turned the me's of the world the ones that were skeptics the ones that if weren't booked properly might have actually rooted against cody rhodes in that cody versus roman but now dude i'm waving the flag i'm over here with the we want cody and i'm I'll ready to go you. and i'm ready for the for the story to finish that's you. what i think this did you took the rock's rub and you just shoved it right <laughs> into his face. No, I, I agree with you that, that I feel the biggest mistake is how we got here. I think that the Rumble winner, that is something that you need to hold dear because then what's the point of watching the Royal Rumble? What's the point of having someone go through a grueling one-hour match? I think Rumble got buried partly right, in this situation right, too. Right, huge. And not only that, let's put some respect on Bailey. Where's the energy for Bailey? You have this energy for Cody. You need to put some respect on Bailey. Not even on the poster for WrestleMania. She is a Rumble winner and she is challenging EO Sky. Where's the respect for Bailey? Okay. And we'll put that, we'll, that WWE 2K model too. Have you seen this? Oh my goodness. Oh, what have they done? Terrific. <laughs> it is Uncanny Valley. Karen, it's scary. I you don't know, what? know no, she, She's taking it in stride. She's like commenting on all these things, uh, quote tweeting it. She's absolutely crushing it. I know uh, this isn't the topic right now. We can always circle back to a welcome to wrestling is cool where we just talk wrestling. It's, we just sometimes talk in circles and come back to things. But that I Bailey thing. Derail things. Yeah. I tend to derail things. I'm going to just throw something out there. The sure. Bailey picking EO Sky or like what champion she's going to pick. That to me might be a top three rumble winner picks moment. Yeah, that was cool. It was so well done. The, the, so well done. The Daenerys Targaryen style speaking to them in Japanese, like, oh, you think I didn't know? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely her, brilliant. Her in the background during the backstage segment, you know, a little bit of a soap opera-esque Spanish vibe. It, it was very uh, Batista, shall we say. Yeah. Very yeah. Batista. She was even wearing yeah. white like Batista. Anyways, I, I, I let you derail me. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, look, look. You want to? I wrote notes during this whole Cody thing. And listen, I know not everybody likes the warped mind that comes to me. And I am the number one LA Knight Glazer. And justice for LA Knight. That man deserves a rematch. Clean one v one. But he, you want me? You want me to write some notes? I'm gonna regurgitate what I what I had. And I want to preference this that this is not based on dirt sheets. This is just what would happen if the internet had no dirt sheets. And I feel like I mentioned it is the wet blanket that happened because. I wish we lived in an era where we could all have fun and speculate and believe what we believe. When I was a kid, I believe Papa Shango really hurt the Ultimate Warrior. I thought he was making him throw up. Imagine if I read a dirt sheet to say that Ultimate Warrior was somewhere else at that day. You know what I mean? I believe he was in the hospital. Anyway, here's my random thoughts. Into the mind of Sancho West. 
Cody is getting punished for jumping the gun and tried to force Roman Reigns matchup by saying, I want Roman. Oh, you don't think that was scripted? Why would he pick Roman outright when they normally bait that and wait for Monday Night Raw to say who he's going to face? Because when Paul Heyman says, he goes, pick up your belt, pick up your belt. It felt like Roman was just reacting in that moment. And that whole thing was, they were telling, now I know the Dirties say differently, right? They were telling Cody, you're going to have to put the rock over. And Cody was like, no, I'm hijacking the spot. I'm going to say, I want Roman right then and there. And then, then, and then the WWE said, because you did that without us, uh, you know, acknowledging that we're going to make you give your spot to the rock personally. And a hug and a handshake. <laughs> oh, no, man. That'd okay, be so okay. petty. That'd be right? so petty. <laughs> it's wrestling, okay? That's, okay, these are my random thoughts. You know what? Like, wrestling is a lot of backstage politics. That's it's a, what it, I'm saying. That is, maybe there's something can to you, it. Can you acknowledge a time when the Royal Rumble winner blatantly said, right then and there, I want X person? No, I, I don't think ever. I think... There's been numerous instances where it was obvious, like, yeah, like Cena, when he won, obviously after the rock, like obvious, right? Right. But But why have, why have Seth there too? And Roman, it made no sense. Yeah. It made no sense because I, and my reference is Bailey, because they kind of built up, will she do Rhea? Will she do EO? Well, we all knew she was going to pick EO, but they saved that segment for later. Just saying. Yeah. And now that you mentioned that, it seemed a little bit out of place for Seth Rollins the next night. Just to, to say, co- please pick me. Because, pick okay, me. Yeah, because had Cody not done the you, Roman, I want you. Right. I feel like the Seth segment comes off less beggarish because it, right. af- because he had already picked Roman. That segment from Seth Rollins kind of made seemed him look desperate. Yeah, made right. him seem desperate. I feel like without that. It's different. I think there's a different context. You might be onto something okay, there. Okay, just just serious. Yeah, <laughs> here's another thing. Cody is still an AEW guy coming to WWE, and Triple H still has it out for Cody. Just again, these 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 are not based on anything. These are just the random thoughts yeah. as I sat and gestated for months here. There's a obviously there's a lot of uh of the gifts right now of uh Cody Rhodes destroying the Triple H throne right. back when he was right. in AW. Hey man. Right. Hey, Sometimes man, people hey. don't forgive and don't forget. You never know. I just say it, dude. D- d- people don't remember wrestling like you mentioned is the most pettiest thing in the world. People get buried for the dumbest things in wrestling like Maven. Remember what what did, what did Maven get? I forgot Maven got buried for something stupid too. Yeah, there he, there's some ridiculous stuff with Maven. By the way, Maven Huffman, aside from this one, best wrestling YouTube channel there is. There you go. There you go. There's the Maven. And, there's a Santi Rub Maven. And 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 not a lot of wrestlers recovered from them being buried randomly. Miz had to work his tail off to get back to where he is. Oh, that one's the dumbest one, actually. The, that he was eating or his eating chicken, crackers. Yeah, yeah his chicken or crackers grease. over Benoit's bag. I think it was. It's dude. It's ridiculous. Okay. So what I'm saying is not far fetched. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? Like this is it can be the theater of the ridiculous. Even though wrestling at its core, with what they present to the fans, is 
the theater of ri the ridiculous. I think some of the backstage shenanigans can all, dude, I think it can warrant its own like Mexican telenovela style with what exactly. happens back. Imagine a Mexican telenovela style of the, of the Montreal screw job. Dios mio. <laughs> Woo. That would have been great. And that was really petty stuff. Okay. So, all right. I have you. You're kind of alluding to this. I wanted to talk to you about whether or not you see this as a planned work, and I, I say this because this could end up being the WWE. Like I said, The Rock in WWE at the end of all of this could just take credit for it if it all ends up going well, and it ends up going with and what he fans will. want, and they will. And he will. And they will. I promise you that they will. I'm just curious if you think that um, this is a, a, a situation of mission failed successfully, where they tried something, it failed miserably, but it led to something great, which is wrestling being in the conversation more than it's ever been before. Or do you think that this whole like, oh yeah, we knew that this was going to turn Cody into a martyr reports that are coming out are true? Because that... I'll give you my first thoughts. That second part, how do you even predict that? Unless you're some sort of of Nostradamus, you have the Dragon Balls, and you were Mr. Beast. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Beast. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Beast setting videos into the future. You know, yeah. like I don't think that you can ever make a business decision off of that type of assumption that could maybe. seriously backfire. I think this is mission failed successfully. Maybe. I mean. Dude, Triple H has been in the business forever, right? He he would know that the people would be upset if you take away the mania spot for a Rumble winner. He would know that Cody has been working on finishing the story. He would know that The Rock is considered a part-timer, which I would like to point out, it is John Cena's fault. Santi, it is John Cena's wait, wait, fault. Wait, 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 why are we bringing in John Cena here? Listen here, you think you've been having this weeks and weeks of non-John Cena slander? And by the way, still doesn't follow you on social media. Okay. I don't uh, care if you have right, uh, Randy some... Orton. I don't care if you're on The Rock. Your favorite wrestler does not follow you on Twitter. Holy night. Nice. All right. That's it's right. unnecessary. That's right. <laughs> John Cena was on the uh, Logan Paul Impulsive uh, podcast. He said that he buried the rock by saying he was a part-timer and he was a Hollywood guy. He should never be in this world that he should never take spots away from full-timer. And then John Cena has been recently even apologizing says that he wished that he never did that. And instead he wished that he embraced the rock because the rock was taking time out of his busy Hollywood schedule to give the WWE rub. And if it wasn't that kind of theme, if it wasn't that kind of promo attitude that the CM Punk's picked up and remember this, when Batista came back, we should apologize to Batista. Batista. That man came back from the MCU as Drax, and we said, no, Batista, we don't want you. When all in all, Batista was doing his best to come back. Granted, he did fall when he was coming into the ring, but still, we need to respect these part-timers at the end of the day. And because of that, that's why the WWE, a part of it, from that little John Cena seed, don't like part-timers. End of story. Ah, uh, okay. I, I have a hard time debunking this especially because i agree with the batista stuff i think we were harshly too mean with batista especially obviously i mentioned before the superpower of hindsight this man mm -hmm. put over a guy that is half of his weight by tapping yep. out to him at the main event of wrestlemania for god's sakes then goes on and puts over the shield and, go, and puts you. on blue underwear and becomes blue tista we Thank were you. harsh 
far too harsh with Batista, and that was that's unacceptable. Right. Unacceptable. Why are we harsh on The Rock? Is the question. I think that's you, dip, look. Hang on. The Cena thing, I think, is different because I think it. This was a performer doing it to another performer. I and but I do think that you're right. I do think that in a way, Cena created the narrative of the part-timer because even when the rock had come back in previous stints before to be a part-timer because that wasn't his first time 2004 for wrestlemania 20 and his hollywood rock stint was also a three-month part-timer gig as well we all loved it back then when when whenever um this is ridiculous but like when all of those legends came back for a brief a stint yeah, for Royal Rumble, Royal or, uh, Rumble uh, appearances, oh, no, no, wait, the wait, Chris wait, wait, Jericho wait. feud. And the Heath Slaters. Sure. Remember, right? Yeah, right? we were all fine with it. We were all fine with it. But yeah, I think you're, I think you're onto something. I do think that Cena created this narrative of, the, um, of creating this feeling that the part-timer is an outsider, not with part CM of the table. Amplified yeah. when The Rock came back again. Yeah, I'm just I, I, look. You know, you, you look. I'm agreeing with you. Can you just sort of take this W? Like, I'm I'm over here tucking tail between my legs and actually agreeing with you that I do think that again because you have the power of hindsight. Look at this. How we <laughs> we, we keep com coming back to this. Uh, you're able to to create this very good argument. I do think that it's true. Um, I don't know, man. I still feel like it was. I don't. Know, it's, you, I just think look, it, it, feel, it it creates for. If it wasn't for the fans being so nasty about it, I still feel like that could have been a good angle, but we we really latched onto it. And like you said, CM Punk, who was the voice of the voiceless at the time, really amplified it. And we, as a collective hive mind, have never really steered away from the thought of part-timer no. equals gross and bad. And uh, here's a note that I wrote. That Rock and Roman, if it continues on, because we don't know, because this is going to go up after the presser, this is going to go up. Um, we, we are recording this before the presser yeah. and before Friday Night SmackDown. This could be this generation's Brock and Goldberg, where no one wanted to see Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Even with Stone Cold Steve Austin being the special guest referee, everyone booed it because we all knew that they were leaving after this, that they didn't sign contracts. And my thing about this is... We're not mad at The Rock. I don't think we're we're mad at The Rock. At the end of the day, I think what we're truly mad at is the execution of it going down. Here's what I thought could have happened. Hear me out, Santi. The biggest mistake that they made was they did not give Cody a reason to not want to face Roman again. They did not say, Seth, you need to be the heel. You need to go after his wife. You need to go after his family. You need to look like... You are causing problems in Cody's life. So Cody has no choice but to fight you at Mania. Granted, again, all this changes in hindsight because Punk's injury just takes everything off the table. I think if they wanted to do it correctly, they need to be able to have The Rock be the face in this situation. But the WWE got lazy in how they booked this in this angle and just said The Rock's name is good enough for him to be the face in any of the situation. And they were basing everything that we wanted this dream match forever. And the Bloodline storyline goes deeper than the Cody's finished the story so far storyline in the current WWE. So all those factors, and they thought, well, one plus one, as you always say, Santi, equals two, and it's that simple. Rock comes back, stare down at Roman, no promo, just stare down at him, and the people will be in, but we're not in. That's, we're, just, the, that's just the fact. It was just, we're, we're not everybody's on board. Have you, because uh, I've, I've mentioned this in a couple of videos, have you heard my steak and water analogy? I did, and I, I thought, 
who gives a damn? We both get steak and water later. That's the thing. It's just it's just a matter of the the way that I, like I was fine getting Rock Roman before Cody versus uh versus Roman. The problem is is that like they set it up as if the thing that made way more sense was Cody Roman first. Why have Cody win the Rumble? Why have him go on SmackDown and say you have the title that I want? Why have Roman hilarious bad dude it's so bad it, it's just poorly executed i don't understand that because i also think we are lying to ourselves in those listening and watching at home you're lying to yourselves if you say you never wanted to see rock versus roman that is such that is that is so revisionist it is what we wanted we, we we've literally been asking for it since 2015 we've been fantasy booking this since that moment when rock raised roman's hand in philadelphia interestingly enough who's this guy um back in 2015 and like i get it i understand the frustration but we did want this but i'm with you and i'm still waving the we want cody flag because i think this is just so ill time they found the only time the only window where going in this direction didn't make sense had they in fact they were a week late had they gone in this direction before the rumble or the night after the rumble then Maybe I think that, the, that you you could have salvaged this, but you you let the rumble win gestate for long enough where people said, "Okay, I'm in for this ride." Where's Cody Rhodes going to take us? And then for him to give us a detour like this just made absolutely no sense. I I you know to bring back to the question that I asked earlier, I don't think this is planned. I do believe that um, TKO and Endeavor believe that this is the match that people wanted and it was the match that was going to make money. I also... Or was it The Rock that believed? I, well, that's, he is TKO, the, though. That's the thing. At this point, he is he is the mind of TKO when it comes to the link what, between TKO and WWE. Do you think The Rock can ever just go heel and be like, I'm on the board now. I'm the new chairman of the board. Can he? Absolutely. We would embrace that. Will he? I think it's a different question. This is a guy that tried to turn a DC villain, a DC heel into a hero on the same vein and level as Superman. Like this is a guy that even when he is given an evil character in Black Adam, he can't even just lean into it and be the bad guy. The Rock is the hero in every situation that he's in in his own head cannon. Even Black Adam is a hero in his head. That doesn't make sense. I don't, I would love for him to be healed. Oh my God, imagine the the helicopter. And then we hear, is cooking. Dude, that would be monumental. But are you, yes, I would say that would be amazing. I'm sure you would agree. People listening at home would agree. Do you think- Lean into it. But do you genuinely believe that there's any possibility that happens knowing no, how The no. Rock is? Because the problem is he has his hands in too many public-facing businesses. He needs the USFL or whatever they call it these days uh, to to do well. He that's he needs TKO to do well. It, I think he should embrace this heel and it would be able to now we could go, okay, he is part of the wrestling business. He's working as a heel. And we could still respect him as Dwayne, if that makes sense. I don't know. He's done it before. I just feel like in this situation, 
there's many ultimate different kind of ways it can go during the presser. I think the WWE is happy that it's gotten this publicity that is that has grown to the point that no other hashtag has done before because it's organic. And I think if they were to trade it again, I I think if they you would tell them in hindsight, if you could go back in the past and do it differently and say all those things like you said, put Cody before, don't have Cody win the Rumble, this, this, and that, do the program, the angle before the Rumble, for the Rock, they would say, no, we would take this again and again, no matter how we got here. This is, we cannot replicate this. We cannot incubate this in any kind of way. And that's what, what makes wrestling so cool is that we, the people, were we were able to turn that around and be a part of it. And that's what I want to talk about is like, without us, we wouldn't get here. Without us, we wouldn't get Kofi Mania. Without us, we didn't get Daniel Bryan. And it just shows you the influence that we have as a community and as a fandom. I don't honestly don't think if the internet existed, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels happens. Hey. Bret Hart would Bret Hart would stay in the WWE. Bret Hart would would have this fandom, and they would they would hijack every single show to the point where you could not ignore the Bret Hart saying like we want Bret. That yeah. would have happened. That yeah. would have hundred percent happened yeah. because we our purists would have said no. You can't have Bret Hart lose without tapping out. There'll be there'll be replays. There'll be slow motion. He like he never tapped out. There'll be. People on the internet, content creators, be like, Brett never tapped. This is ridiculous. Vince McMahon's ruined the WWF. Yada, yada, yada. And we would have had Bret Hart would have never left the WCW. A question. That's the power we have now. It, it's true. And I have a question for you. The power of social media, how real is it? And I want to put it in the context of this press conference. Or even maybe Friday Night Smackdown if The Rock comes out. Do the people that are very anti-Rock... At that press conference, they, it's wrestling fans. It's free. Do they actually have the balls to Super Bowl boo weekend. The Rock? You think they have the balls to boo The Rock in person? <laughs> Will they boo The Rock in person? I don't know. That's tough. Because yeah. It's Super Bowl weekend. It's expensive to be in Vegas at that time. I am going to be in Vegas at that time, but I'm working at an event, and I will be in rehearsal, so I can't go to the presser to tell y'all what's it like. Is it going to be a Super Bowl booth? Are you going to be watching I, again from the from the top rafters as the peasants that, that only paid $6,000 a ticket are, are beneath I you? Think of, I did go to the Super Bowl for free, by the way. That was That's, awesome. It is sweet. It was for the Bengals and Rams <laughs> in L.A. Um, no, I'm very thankful for my life where it goes. But I think... I don't know how how serious Vegas is about wrestling. The 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 people of Vegas. The what is the Vegan Knights? I don't even know. If that's a thing. <laughs> Isn't that a, like a like an Australian spread? No, that's Vegemite. That's yeah, Vegemite. That, that's Vegemite. <laughs> I want to call them that. They're the Vegemites. <laughs> Vegemites. I don't know, dude. I don't know if they would. I think there would be a a group of people that would. And I think the WWE wants that. I think with the WWE is going to keto everybody. And like you mentioned, The Rock's going to be there, and The Rock's going to probably get booed at first. And he's probably going to know. Because remember, The Rock gave us moments that were unscripted. Rock versus Hogan, unscripted. He knows. He could feel the crowd. He knows how to read a crowd, and they're going to end up hating him. He's going to be like, bet you, bottom dollar. And if I get this right, I need 10 people to join our Patreon. That he's going to say, 
I know y'all hate me right now. He's going to say that at some point in his promo. And then he's going to say, but. And then that's it. That's what he Maybe he does the Cody Rhodes. Trust me. Imagine he you, says you that. You fold it. You fold it like a little. <laughs> you're, you're, so, you're so fickle, Sanji. I can't call you that a person. You went from, we want Cody. Oh, Rock posted me. I love the Rock. Oh, Cody said, trust me, bro. I love Cody. <laughs> hey, hey, no, 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 no. This is revisionist history. I did not say I love the, I love the Rock, but I didn't go up there. I love and, the Rock. Did you do it for the Rock? Did I, I mean, I would always do it for the Rock. That's the thing. Once again, I am a content creator, folks. I am not beneath getting some clout. All right. This is what I do. I'm in the economy of eyeballs. If the rock wants to post me on Instagram, do you think I'm going to have some sort of, of moral epiphany and be like, no, no, I will not take this, these followers from the rock. I'm going to every single time. In fact, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm the villain in this situation. I'm playing both sides here. And the real person that's benefiting from this is all the followers and all the views and all the subscribers we're getting over here. Yeah, folks, bring it in. Come into the service of Santi. Um, also, I don't want to get this uh, for you to get away with this. Um, for the audio listeners, if you go back maybe about uh, five minutes, uh, Sanjay said, we the people, and he hit us with a reference to Jack Swagger. <laughs> that is deep. <laughs> that is a deep Dude, reference, my friend. Those guys started to get over. They, they were, they, yeah. To this day, I will always do we the people. I think that that, that that era is different, though. I feel like if you weren't supposed to be over and exactly. you started getting over, they they squash it, which which is lame. Miro and it doesn't matter. Uh, Cesaro, no, no. You think it's different you. these days? If you if you start to get organically over when you're not supposed to be the over person, do you think we're in an era where WWE runs with that in some capacity? Because I think they did it with uh, Dom Dom uh, yeah, a little yeah, bit did there. They didn't with uh, the dude with our truth. That's for sure. Oh my goodness, the like, truth is so good. Um, but I don't know, dude. The, the only the, the only catch I would say to your argument to that is poor Chad Gable, right? Oh. It's it's where's the plans for Gunther to lose, right? And Chad Gable was not a part of that. They try to make it. And I think Alpha Academy is is the on the lowest of lowest lows. Can we and can poor, we or power of Tozawa? Like oh. why can we take a moment know, to once again just tell every listener we told you so? We tried to tell you. We tried to warn you. you that the Chad Gable stuff wasn't coming back. We tr- we tried to tell you politely so that we it did. didn't break your heart. But some did. of you, some of you, uh, marks it, out there were like, "Oh, it's it's just it's, a play. He's coming back. Look where he is now, man. I knew I we just knew it was gonna happen. It's such a shame, too. Not even in the Rumble. Not even Not in you, the Rumble, dude. That's the biggest. The biggest. Two things here. One, quick side aside. Do you think the Royal Rumble should have forty superstars? I'm gonna say no. And now. I, I don't even want to reference the 2011 rumble when they did that. And it, and it, it's a different world because back then all they did was fill it with 10 extra jobbers. I do feel like there is a place now for more people in the rumble. Right. Um, but I will say they have the timing down so beautifully for 30 people with almost always being an hour, hour and three minutes ish. 
And for somebody that uh, like you, and you can't get away from this now because uh, you've already shown your hand um, that cares about these fictitious records, the Hogan record. Uh, if, if you care about these fictitious records, then you can't make it 40 people because it changes the record books and you can't get out of this oh, argument. No, 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 no. You go like, after your Hogan record and you, if like, you're going to respect the Hogan record, respect the Rumble record. It, like stand football, on business, dude. Sancho. Stand it's on like business. Football. We're on 18 games now, dude. Expand it a little. Make some room for some love. Don't give the Pat McAfee's a spot. Sure, I agree. give him a I agree. spot, but then give it to give me Trick, dude. Give me some Carmelo. Give me some good, awesome vibes. Give me a, a legend to come out there to be, get that pop going. Come on, man. It's like we're at, at this time. Expand it to forty. Expand it to thirty-five. I don't care. Have two people come out at once. I don't care. I just want to see more bodies in there, dude. Two people come I, out at I, once. I like that. Just holding yeah. hands. From different sides. That'd oh, be that's sick, actually kind of sick. That's actually kind of sick. Come on, come on, dude. Make it sixty. Who cares? The roster is so stacked. Okay, here's my second thing uh, that I wanted to point on. At the end of the day, if I was going to put a bow on Cody versus Rock. This is just first world wrestler problems that we have Actually, here. Yeah. Like, like if you really think about it, to have this problem of the best face that you have in wrestling right now with Cody Rhodes and then the legend of The Rock, and now you have this problem, like how can we fix this problem? Re regardless, I, I just think it's like AEW would love to have this kind of a problem. Impact would love to have this kind of a problem where they're like, well, we don't know. It, it just shows you how stacked the, the wrestlers are. And it shows you how good the WWE is now. Where do they need The Rock? No. But without The Rock, they would have never reached this stratosphere of media coverage. Let's just, just be real. If this was a problem with, say, an older legend or someone that's 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 doesn't have the an Austin, Austin, right? A Stone Cold, I, right? It doesn't create this. It doesn't create this buzz. You know, if it was like Stone Cold is coming in and stealing the spot from Cody Rhodes, he'd be like, eh, okay, yeah, Stone Cold, we all love him. Eh, this probably have the juice of, but now we have The Rock. He's a TKO uh, chairman. He's getting X amount of dollars. He has all this kind of drama behind him. He has all this Hollywood drama behind him. He has all this real life drama behind him with the charities and whatnot. And now he's in the WWE again. You wouldn't get it without The Rock, okay? Yeah. And the other thing I, want, I wanted to point out is, Man, the one thing that I, I would have to say about all this is poor LA Knight, man, you know? Oh, my God. Why do you have to turn this into an LA Knight conversation? I'm not going to let you because I have a, a point that I have to make here as well. And then you can you can turn on the glazing factory for LA Knight if you want. I want to address something that people are saying online okay. that people that a lot of people are saying well the wwe needs to come out and fix this right away they can't deal with all of this negative press coverage all of this negative media i want to educate you here for a second this is not negative press media this is absolutely not negative press coverage negative press coverage is the vince mcmahon stuff like actual stuff that hurts your business booking decisions Things like this, this is just coverage. In fact, it's, it's good coverage. Man. It's just, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's wrestling. And because they're getting all of this coverage, which is good coverage, they're going to hook us along for a while. I don't think that they fix this at the presser. I don't think that they fix this at SmackDown. I think that they drag our asses, our candy asses along right through past Elimination Chamber because it knows that it's just going to continue to create this snowball of conversation about wrestling. Again, just because the fans don't like 
the the booking decision doesn't mean this is negative negative press coverage. It's not, and because and they know that they know that this is a negative press coverage. They're getting coverage and they're getting talked about, and they're not going to just end this conversation on Thursday. They're going to drag this conversation as long as possible so that Bleacher Report, USA Today, will all continue to talk about this. And these are also outlets that are going to need something to talk about once the Super Bowl is done, especially when Mm -hmm. it comes to sports. Because what is their NBA and NHL post-All-Star, which doesn't really get buzzworthy until you get closer to the playoffs, which is still a little while. You make a good point, Santi. We're getting this coverage during the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is wild to see George Kittle, the tight end from the San Francisco 49ers. First question is, what do you think about Rock and Roman and Cody Rhodes? And he answers it, right? That's the thing. Like I said, it, it is on the it's on everyone's mind. We're having a discourse about it. Everyone's making content about it. I just wish, and let's just put that out there, the WIC community, we, we could make this pledge that we could be cool about it. You know, we could we could have civil discourse, civil discourse about it. We could have fun with it. We could engage in it. We could have you know uh, heel and face type conversations about it. Yes, am I? I may be triggering some people with my thoughts, but it's all in entertainment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's. I'm not gonna go. If you would tell me Cody goes and or Roman Rock, I don't care. At the end of the day. The, the only thing I do care about is the Royal Rumble winner should be treated with respect, no matter who it is. I thought you were going to say the only thing I care about is LA Knight. I thought you were transitioning it. To, dude, I was like, oh, he's, he's, he's hooking no, me in. No, no, no. But yeah, we should definitely care about the Royal Rumble winner. That should be sacrilege. That should be set in stone. Cody should not give up his spot. In fact, if he gives up the spot, it needs to be taken away like in an angle. He gets injured. We would hate that as well because we would know, oh, he's not really injured type of thing. But it needs to be done in a wrestling kind of way. Like the same thing with Logan and KO. That's one of the best wrestling finishes I've seen in Brilliant. a long time. Brilliant. It was, it was good. I want Logan Paul to have that guy as his personal referee at all times <laughs> and make that guy feel so uncomfortable every time he gives Logan the win because I think it's a brilliant thing. And I wish we, we Logan should be able to do that. And what Logan Paul, the balls on Logan Paul to tweet out, we want Cody. Do you, th- I, do you think he started the snowball of the other wrestlers doing it? Because I, th- I think he was the first one that I can I, think of. I think of. so. God bless Rick- Ricochet. You know what I mean? Hey, oh. hey. <laughs> All right. Hey. Hey, 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 Ricochet. One of the final seven in the Royal Rumble, man. They got to put, right. put some respect on his name. Um, Yeah, man. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe. You, you got to respect the Royal Rumble winner. Honestly, I feel like they should have just had Punk win. And... and, 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 and yeah, and then and then the rumble spot is actually up for grabs, and then I don't know, Rock wins it in some capacity. I don't know. It's, Would you like that? I, I people were saying like oh, the Rock should have won the rumble. I don't know, dude. That's I don't know either. We have a we have a Batista situation all over. It's, I think we, it would have been the Batista situation, but I think Punk winning, giving up his spot, Rock winning it later down the line, I don't think gives us the same. Uh, that's Again, the same hatred that, of Batista, but. Whatever we would have had, would have, could have, should have, it would have never got this press coverage. Never. Yeah, never. we we could no one, honestly, I don't think anyone could have orchestrated this. That's why I've, I keep coining the term and using it in this situation. Mission failed successfully. I don't think the WWE intended for this, but then here they are. Uh, it's wonderfully timed as well because uh, they were getting actual very negative press coverage, understandably so, and 
very worthy of getting that negative press coverage. Um, so I, if, if their intention was to change the narrative, well freaking done. And if it wasn't, you still did anyway. Well done, I guess. Congratulations. Sancho, uh, before we move into the cool segment of the week, I mean, unless this was your cool segment of the week, I actually just wanted to give you like the floor to glaze LA Knight. I feel like it's been a while uh, since the people have heard you turn on the glazing factory, the 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 belts, the <laughs> gears moving uh, to all of the LA Knight glazing. What 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 are your thoughts on LA Knight these days, man? What's going on there? First off, to the people out there, how dare you? Okay, everyone's talking about. Cody's been there. Cody's been a full-timer. Cody this. Cody that. There's a man named L.A. Knight that's been there throughout all your hard times. He's been there in commercials. He's been there in indie wrestling. He's been every single part of the world that Cody has been given. Huh? Cody has been given this access. Cody has the daddy that has been through hard times. Well, L.A. Knight has been living those hard times where he didn't know where his next paycheck was going to come from. And this man finally, finally reaches the top, finally gets his title shot in front of the world, and he gets robbed right from underneath him. And guess what? His rematch is a fatal four-way against Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. And you think that's fair? This man who has been giving you entertainment while everybody has been gone, all of a sudden, when Randy Orton comes back, CM Punk comes back, you have these brand new toys you get so excited to play with. And even I made the joke. There has been LA Knight, been pushing the merch, been pushing the ratings, and now you just toss this man aside for Roman Reigns, The Rock, and Cody? We want LA Knight. We've always wanted LA Knight. We wanted him in Mania. Didn't have a shot in Los Angeles. Deserved a match in Mania. Didn't get it. Instead, we got Shane McMahon breaking his quads with Snoop Dogg dropping this doggy dog elbow. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Justice for LA Knight. LA Knight is the future. They should have put the belt on LA Knight at Saudi Arabia. LA Knight is this generation's DDP, and you're going to waste them. You're wasting them away right now. Dude, I don't know why Snoop Dogg needed to take a, a, a stray there. I don't know what he did to you. I mean, he saved that moment. I I, I, I was with you until into the Snoop Dogg slander. The Snoop Doggy Dog elbow, by the way, that's a great move. <laughs> you, you tried to bury that name. You tried to bury it, and I think you put it over the Snoop Doggy Dog elbow. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Shane McMahon? Yeah, make fun of him. Yeah, sure. For, break, for, for breaking his quads. I was, that uh, moment was so wild man, live, by the way. You're I like, was... Ooh. This is so, we're going to, I know, welcome. Dude, look, if you're already listening this far, you, are, you already like the podcast. So oh. these, these, these cutaways aren't going to impact you, okay? You're still going to be here. I was watching um, uh, Mace, Brennan, and uh, Mansoor's stream yesterday. And mm. they pulled up, they were talking about the pandemic era of professional wrestling. And like I, Underdome. I weirdly believe that for some reason, people have rose tinted glasses about that era. I think it, it was, was not great. It was not good. It was not good. I get it. You know, it, it was wrestling at a time where I feel like we needed that time. Anyways, you brought up the Shane McMahon stuff. I just want people to look up the Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman promo. It was a seven minute promo from Shane McMahon who clearly forgot all of his words. And the fact that there are, there's no one in the audience 
it was just Vince McMahon going, <clears throat> sorry, Shane McMahon going, Braun, there's a, there's a, what are you doing? Are you okay, Braun? Over the, relax, Braun. Hang on for a second, Braun. I just have something to say. In fact, Braun, if you give me a minute, if you allow me to talk, Braun, there's something uh, from my chest that I need to get off. And that thing is, hang on, Braun. Wait a second. Wait a second. Dude, it's seven minutes of that. And I think it's Shane McMahon waiting for Braun Strowman to feed him his line. And that's the pandemic era. Because I feel like when they didn't have any fans, they were so casual about things with promos. Right. Where it, nowadays, obviously, they have to like turn it on. And I feel like that was actually kind of missing from the pandemic era, promos especially. I just want to throw that out there is if, if you want some entertainment, Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman, a promo that you've certainly forgotten about. I forgot about it. It was a repressed memory that was brought back during the Mason Mansour stream. Look it up. It's good stuff. Anyone remember when Oscar uh, won the Money in the Bank? Oh my God, yeah. The... And remember when uh, Ray Mysterio Otis? got thrown off the building? Yeah, that was murder. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's back like, well didn't ray lose his eye there was an eye for an eye match dude i remember yeah that. do you remember the miz was eaten by zombies well how is the miz still I here remember that and you and some of you want to sit here and tell me that the pandemic era is underrated trust me rose tinted glasses it was awful but we had wrestling and i was just grateful for that yeah, sancho that cool segment of the week this is a moment where we get to geek out about anything professional wrestling, anything that you want to talk about and lay out to the people. I'll go first. Uh, for those that maybe missed it, or maybe some of you that are new to the Wrestling is Cool podcast, uh, you'll know that I'm a huge sucker for NXT. Love NXT. I think it is an underrated Wait, gem. I oh, think huge sucker, eh? Huge sucker. <laughs> Biggest sucker of it. All right. <laughs> well, you think you're going to call me out on that? I'm not just going to lean into it. I'm leaning into it. It's just a, a, a coin of phrase. A, phrase <laughs> um, a lot of people jumped off of the NXT bandwagon when they took out black and gold out back, shot in the head, turning 2.0. We all know the story, yada, yada, yada. Uh, NXT Vengeance Day 2024, one of the best WWE PLEs that I've seen in the better part of two years. Some of the best matches that I've ever seen. Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams was... It's not like a broken record, by the way, so people should respect your opinion on NXT. I would hope you so. You say this every time. Every like, time. Every PLE. You every PLE. Uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams both in-ring and from a performance standpoint, like in terms of the story that they told, to me, that was a perfect five out of five match. The women's match between Lyra Valkyria and Roxanne Perez, a match that I went in very skeptical. Arguably, if you squinted at a moment, they looked like Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. They did this like five-minute sequence of technical wrestling. There was even a Money in the Bank cash-in. There's like an NXT breakout contract, Sancho. We won't get into it, but it was good stuff. It turned into a triple threat, all right? That's how mm. refs should be acting quickly when somebody cashes in. Um, the opening match, the Braun Breaker showcase alongside Baron Corbin, <laughs> the Wolf Dogs, fantastic. <laughs> Breaker almost decapitated, decapitated himself and this man headless horseman still going forward he nothing could stop Braun breaker but the Good one Lord. that i want to shout out the most is die jack and joe gacy there is no such thing as a bad die jack premium live event match this man goes so above and beyond 
in whatever situation that he's in, whether he's given a regular match, whether he's given a, I don't know, a bull rope match, whether he's given a, one of those matches with no ropes, I think I, they have a name, I just don't remember it, um, or whether he's given a no disqualification match with Joe Gacy, an individual that hasn't gotten a lot of screen time recently, um, but this work that he's done alongside Dijak has really revitalized Joe Gacy. Dijak taking some of the craziest, gnarliest bumps that I've ever seen. Uh, tried to do a, Sancho, listen to this. Tried to do a springboard. This is a guy that's like 6'6". Goes for a mm. springboard. When he reaches the apex of the springboard, gets pushed backwards like 20 feet onto a table with Legos and Hot Wheels and army okay. men. <laughs> what? The Legos suck, dude. They, they hurt. They hurt, man. They hurt. You're a dad. I'm sure you've probably stepped on a couple of toys here or there. I know. I, I, forgive me. I was I was looking for what I thought was cool for a second while you were talking. Um, I just think Dijak, man, is just going to be one of those guys that excel in NXT, and I just feel like he won't go to the main roster, man. I, I think you're wrong, and I think there's a good blueprint like for him now. I like to be wrong, by the way. Yeah. I like to be wrong. I think there's a good blueprint for him because I thought the same thing of Damian Priest. I mm. thought Damian Priest was going to be DOA, dead on arrival, uh, in the main roster. It took a while. Granted, I think it, it, it was it was hit or miss he's, with Damian Priest, but he's in I, a weird spot. Really? Because I, I mean, yeah. he's, he's Mr. Money in the Bank was in a ton of main event segments throughout the year. I think he's doing pretty solid. I think anyone from NXT would love to have Damian Priest spot. Don't you think you're, you're forgetting that you're you made fun of him with his cash in so many times. Though. That's well, that I stand by that. The cash ins have been buffoonish buffoonery. Mm. I stand by that. But I'm just saying most people would love to be in Damian Priest spot, um, especially when he cashes in on Cody at Mania. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. Uh, yeah. Some of my cool people of the week die Jack. And by extension, Joe Gacy, they're excellent. Also, Dijak is a great Twitter follow. The man is in character every time he tweets. It's good stuff. Sancho. I will start with this. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. Top down, we're ready to go. To all the people across every nation, turn it up and give me some more. Folks, Bailey is cool. I will say this again. Bailey is cool. Somebody who's come through the system is now on the way to the top, and she deserves our respect. Okay? I still am I'm I, I am sad, dude. Genuinely heartbroken that you could reach the top and still not get any respect from marketing. Bailey's not marketable. What do you mean, dude? Bailey was your flagship star in NXT in the black and gold era. And all of a sudden, she's just nothing. You've given her fodder to work with. And she was able to turn that around into something. She made us care about damage control. And she gave us an angle that was, by the way, we had something to latch onto when there was nothing to watch for the women's wrestling because all the titles were on ice. Pandemic <laughs> era MVP. We were just talking about the pandemic right. era. One of the best workers of the entire pandemic Thank era. You. Arguably carried the whole thing. Bailey. Bailey. And here we are. It is time for us to rise, and what do we do? We get distracted by stupid Cody Rhodes and Roman and Rock when we need to bring the noise for Bailey. And you know, Ray, but Bailey is cool. You cannot argue with that. I think it is a, it is someone. I think the reason why we latch on to Cody because we believe he paid his dues. You know, Bailey has paid her dues, so mm -hmm. let's give that same kind of energy. And, and Bailey is cool. And I would love to see 
hug Bailey, come back. Like, give me that Bailey, the the super Bailey that could go through so many things, that could do the avalanche, uh, uh, belly to belly, whatever slam that she had, whatever she called it, the hug slam. You think you think so? You think they should bring back the hugger? I don't. I feel like that the gimmick is dead and buried. Dude, if, if Cena could come back as the Doctor Thugonomics, Bailey could come back as the hugger Bailey. Come on. I just feel like there's. I feel like there's maybe. Blend. I look. A all blend? I'm saying is that between you know uh, Cena, the champ, and the Doctor of Thugonomics, there was only maybe like one degree of separation. What was it? A chain and 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 wrapping. That was really the only difference and between the two. Jersey. Sometimes he still did the oversized. Jer- well, no, not towards the end of of, of ladder of ladder Cena. Um, but like, I feel like there's just way more degrees of separation between the current Bailey, the role model, and the hugger. I feel like it's just so different that that I don't think you, you can transition between the two. I don't think this could be it, a it, Batman it Bruce a, Wayne situation. It needs to be a clear face Bailey though. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. It can't be. It can't be another Miz heel. I like Bailey as a heel, but it doesn't. I don't know. I feel like the women's division needs something like that. We saw it with uh, Nikki Cross, you know, that the superhero type vibe. Sure. There's just, there's really nothing that, in terms of the women's roster, like a great face that doesn't feel faceless. Does that make sense? Well, I think the closest like, thing they, they got is Bianca. I think Bianca fits that role, but I think they could benefit more with more than just one Bianca because Becky Lynch isn't isn't that either because Becky Lynch isn't anti face yeah she's yeah she's still kind of playing that stone cold ish kind of character right which sometimes works some depends who's her opponent I feel like doesn't work uh but yeah one thing I want to point out before we leave the segment of wrestling is cool I just completely when I mentioned I had two things this was the second thing that I wanted to say not the LA Knight um the second thing is the reason why we're in this Roman situation is because we are, again, we're too precious with belts. The men's titles, if they were moving, if the if, if Roman didn't have the belt, if someone else had the belt, if Seth didn't have the belt, Seth should have dropped the belt when he got injured, bro. Let someone else have the run for a couple of weeks to carry the ball. Roman should have dropped the belt when he's been gone for so long. This is what happens when you have stagnant belts. Gunther needs to drop the belt. Like, this sort of thing, I, I think, and I said this before in Wrestling is Cool, Santi, when the the it ever happens when it switches it's it's some of it is going to hit and a lot of it's going to miss and i feel when gunther loses it's going to be a miss it's it just it just it just feels like it it just really feels like it. and i feel like when roman loses it just shows you that you have to be perfect with it because yeah. even having the rock inserted in this feud is was a misstep and you you thought that'd be a no brainer it just shows you that when you are stagnant with the belts your execution of the turnover or the lead up to it has to be perfect and not we're not gonna like it. It's it's just what is what it yeah. is. That's what made that's what made the attitude error so fun because you're like, oh my god, it could happen at any time. You lost the belt. Awesome. Oh, wait, you're gonna get a rematch. Oh, you got it back. Awesome. You're the champion again. How do you think Cena got to so many 15 time, whatever, whatever, Randy Orton 15 time? That's not gonna happen again if we have these guys yeah. and gals hold on to the belt for so long, man. That's why everyone's kind of like, hey, Rhea Ripley, you're cool and all, but eh, you know, we're just waiting you to do something with your belt. That's 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 what I wanted to point out. Interesting, yeah. considering you're so uh, in favor of uh, Roman beating this fictitious third place record. But I have okay. no, I have no option, I dude. <laughs> I digress. I wanted LA Knight to win at Saudi Arabia. Um, we all did. 
You That's know why we want Seth to lose every time Seth has a match. We're like, oh, this could be the one. That's true. We even so desperate <laughs> that we're like Jinder Mahal. <laughs> we're just gonna say we're like, okay, Jinder Mahal. This could be the one. This, yeah. That's us, dude. Every single time. Um, every time. You there's a couple things that you mentioned. So uh, Seth should have dropped the title. I'm of the mind that Seth at this moment should just go go have his surgery and recover. I un mean? I was of the look. I was like, okay, Seth is fighting through this because it's worth it. A WrestleMania main event against CM Punk, worth it. Even even if the even if it was only a possibility that he was going to be ready for it, I'm here for it because I think the end payoff is worth it. Is there an end payoff right now? A WrestleMania match for Seth Rollins that's worth him fighting through this? Because I think no. I think he should just drop the belt, go have his surgery, go get really ready and then come back at full force to have this feud with CM Punk or whatever feud that he wants to have. The other thing that um, that you mentioned, um, as I'm realizing, I lost my train of thought. So um, I lost it. I got you. I got you. Tell me. It was something to do with the I, Rock. I, I will help you out in a second. Drew McIntyre has been the absolute MVP for the weekly television shows. Mm -hmm. Without Drew, I think wrestling would be in a weird spot. Drew is my number one right now. You think Drew, Drew Drew is kind of playing us. Dude, he, I feel like I he's know. playing the mark. <laughs> That's what I love about it. His segment on Raw was so good. And man, I I, I think we're gonna miss Drew if he doesn't resign. I, I know I my gut tells me he's kind of playing loose because he's kind of in that spot. We're like, hey, well, what are you gonna I got do? Fire me? To lose. Right. Yeah. I have nothing to lose here, so I might as well go all out. And he's just so good, dude. Works just so, so well. Good. It's been so good. The other thing I remembered it now. You it, mentioned belts, right? Mm -hmm. um, and how now there is this expectation of perfection. Uh, if if we want to take break one of these historic title reigns, considering they're all historic, right? And the thing is, is that the bar is so high because the it last time this happened, uh, the last time a historic reign ended, dude, it was the tag titles, the main event of night one of WrestleMania literal perfection in terms mm -hmm. of storytelling the match and the venue that it was in if that is the the bar that is set for all of these historic title reigns i'm kind of nervous considering how do we get to those moments of perfection to take the title off of gunther to take the title off of seth rollins if the bar is the unbelievably good kevin owens Sami Zayn versus the usos wrestlemania 39 that's the point I'm trying to make. We were they we painted ourselves in this corner. We set us up for this this possibility, and with everything going on backstage, with this rumors of Rock has his own person and Triple H has his own whatever. How can you get to the same page? It's just going to be. I just think we just need to start lowering expectations quickly. If not, it's just going to get to the point like you mentioned. You're just going to be like, man. Eight years of long story building or six years for this for Roman to lose to a rock bottom and then he covered and yeah, this is disgusting. This is disgusting. <laughs> Roman Reigns gets rock bottom. All right. And then Rock picks up Cody and puts Cody on Roman Reigns. And the one, two, three happens, and the rock gives Cody the finishing the story. Who wants that? Oh, and you know The Rock would hug him and raise his hand, thinking yeah. that the people are rooting for him. Oh, you know, hey, that's how it would be. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's the way it could go. Because people are going to be like, why don't you just put Cody in the triple threat in the main event? 
don't know, man. Like that, that's, Dude, that's, you know what? Do the, you want that story to happen? You know what no. narrative is pissing me off? Oh, well, like, let's just have Cody, like, find a way to earn a spot in that triple threat. He won the Rumble. That is, that is the earning. What do you mean the Rumble winner needs to earn a spot? What are you talking about? Do you see the ludicrousness that this is causing? <sighs> do we have it's a, wild. do we have a new heat order today? No, we don't. I God. mean, it's, it's going to be Cody Rock and Roman. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Just those three rank yeah. them right now. Like if we were to just to do a mini wrestling, if wrestling is cool. New heat order, just those three. Where do you put them right now? I'm actually very curious. I would put Cody at one. Okay. Because his hashtag's bigger. I would put Rock at two and Roman three. Because I've said this before, and I tweeted this out. Who cares about Roman right now? I want to see Cody versus Rock. <laughs> <Let's> just, <laughs> I, that would be a better match, in my opinion. Cody could work a lot more around the Rock limitation. Because I'm going to tell you this now. If it's Rock and Roman... It's going to be a more dramatic telenovela match. A lot of talking, a lot of slow, a lot of holds, a lot of the Roman talking crap to The Rock and saying, yeah, a lot of stare down, a lot of slow walking to the ring, a lot of time going to be wasted by extra. But Cody and Rock, Cody's going to work that match. You can see the Cody cutter. You can see so many different things. He's going to take a lot of offense. and It's going to be... I, if you were to ask me what would be a better match right now, Rock versus Cody. That'd be huge. Oh, I would love that. And honestly, I'd rank it the same way. Uh, folks, let's, <laughs> let's wrap it up there. I think that was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, folks. I just, I just, I just chuckled to myself because I was like, what if they're like, you're going to have to beat The Rock, Cody, to get the Roman at Mania Night 2? <laughs> and you would be like, you know what? That's a good idea. That, <laughs> would, be, that would be a Cody thing to do. <laughs> I yeah, have I to earn my I'm story. Earn, earn my story. I'm going to face you, Rock, day one. <laughs> Roman day two, and I'm going to show you that wrestling has more than one royal family. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wrestling is Cool. If you uh, listened on free feeds like uh, any of the audio services like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or on YouTube, just know that you could have gotten this three days early and... Honestly, three days early for this episode would have been way better because this would this would have been before the press conference, every, before yeah, SmackDown. Every, it would have just been so much better. Uh, so come check, irrelevant. Yeah, come check it out. <laughs> patreoncom slash SantiZab. Check the link in the description or any of the I don't know things where like the podcast information is. Before we go, yes. predictions for the presser. If we, let's Nostradamus this. If we get this right, we deserve money. I think nothing changes. I think that they still lean into Rock versus Roman, but I think that we get a trust me moment where they it's just that it's kind of like the to be continued where mm. so people are still going to continue to speculate, people are still going to be mad, people are still going to be tweeting about this, but it's that meme of Dumb and Dumber of, so you're saying there's a chance? They're just going to give us enough of a glimpse of a hope that Cody could still be the guy, but they're not going to they're not gonna give us the answers we want at the presser. My prediction is Rock inserts himself as a special guest referee. And that, or The Rock is just going to be a, a valet for Cody, mm -hmm. and that he's going to be a distraction for, Cody, uh, for Roman. And like we mentioned, it's The Rock clean adjacent interference that gets Cody over the win. I just think that that they could have, I feel like they're going to just milk this even longer. They're going to make us think it's the rock for right through a to little, a little Adam Copeland action. eh? 
Ah, yes, hey. it's got a lot of us Adam Copelanding over here. A little family friendly <laughs> phrase there. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wrestling Is Cool. Check out Sancho over on any of his social feeds. What are you working on these days? What do you want the people to go check out? Check out, if you're a fan of The Last of Us, check out my YouTube at Sancho West. I got some fun, no returns, but dude, come on by the streams. I, please. <laughs> it's, it's, this is the Seth Rollins. I I know that you like the Santi stream and you want to you you want to go after the Santi stream, but let me tell you about the Sancho stream. <laughs> I need to know that I can be the best by beating the best. Um, but no, you may see me and Santi in a different world soon. Just Spoiler. keep a lookout. Teaser. Adam Copeland, y'all. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wrestling is Cool. You have a wonderful time. Be nice to somebody and take care, folks. We the people. Hey, folks, hopefully you enjoyed that episode of Wrestling is Cool, and hopefully you enjoyed the return of Sancho back as a full-time host here. And I also want to take this time to thank our producers over on Patreon at the $15 tier who are really going above and beyond to help Wrestling is Cool become the thing that it is today, and of course, helping me do this as a full-time wrestling content creator. So thank you very much to 2022 Benjamin, Abel Rodriguez, Ben Calloway, Ben Manlove, Blake Buxo, CB, Cody Cook, Connor Williamson, Gavin Alves, uh, Liana, Jonah Reed, Jonathan Daly, Lil Shifu, Mako Mac Gaming, Malik Graham, uh, Manu, Michael, Michael Glass, I should clarify. There's probably a couple Michaels. Monte, uh, Monte Moore, Nicholas Kyle, Ollie, Owen Miller, Papaya King, Reese Dowd, Robert Dalton, Rodolfo Reyes, Ryan Yelovich, I hope I pronounced that right, Riley Johnson, Stucky, Super Malachi Galaxy, Tom Lehman, Two Crown, Wesley Simpson, Whip One, Xavier Izquierdo, Yellow Wonton, and Zerg Zito. There's so many of you now. Thank you for all the support here on Patreon, and hopefully you've been enjoying all of the content. Take care, and uh, cheers, folks.